It's Saturday morning. It's time for the Cummins Real Estate Group Show. time we get right to the show here as it is saturday morning and i'm joined of course by michelle cummins from the michelle cummins real estate group i guess good morning good morning good morning good morning so i guess we should start with the usual and now today is the market snapshot if i'm correct market snapshot all right what do you got here it is okay news release on march 4th came out from the real estate board So the Fraser Valley real estate market gears up for the spring. It's just around the corner. The Fraser Valley Real Estate Board processed 982 sales of all property types on the multiple listing service in February. That's a 25.3% increase compared to sales in January of this year and 29.1% decrease compared to the 1,385 sales in February of last year. So of the 982 total sales... 354 were residential detached homes, 236 were townhouses, and 288 were apartments. Now, Darren German, the president of our board, said of the market, with inventory continuing to build and prices softening across many of our areas and property types, buyers will be well positioned to make a move this spring. And it is true, there's a lot of talk about softening and uh, a strong market that we're going to have this year. Demand within our region, he says, varies depending on the community the community with both residential detached homes and attached properties garnering interest when priced effectively. And that's the key. If you're looking to list, contact me to help you understand the local market and what price point will be bring you the buyers you're looking for. It's very important. Okay, so for the Fraser Valley region, the average number of days to sell an apartment in January was 40 days and 39 for townhomes. Single-family detached homes remained on the market for an average of 43 days before selling. So that's the Fraser Valley overall. But in your specific areas, it's important to know what your neighborhood is going for. And why do you need to know that? Well, because you as a seller want to make sure you sell within those average amount of days. You need to make sure if it's marketed effectively, it should sell. And if it doesn't sell within those average of days, most likely it's price. Uh, because buyers will look at that and look at the days that you've been on the market. And it is, if it's over, because they're not dumb, they know exactly how long the market is and how long it should take to sell. Then they're going to think that your property is priced too high. So it's very important to be marketed effectively and sell within those amount of days. Now, benchmark price activity. Single family detached homes, again for the whole Fraser Valley, at 958900 the benchmark price for single-family detached home in the Fraser Valley increased 0.5% compared to January and decreased 3.7% compared to February 2018. So a little decrease over the year. But townhouses at 516000 that's the benchmark. It actually decreased 1.2% compared to January, but it increased 2.8% compared to February of 2018. Apartments at 409700 that had an increase of 0.2% compared to January and a decrease of 3% compared to February of last year. 
Well, it's about that time, Michelle. We need to get to one of your world-famous, huge, big, massive introductions for our special guest. Man, you set me up there. I know. I wanted to see what you're going to do with that. Well, luckily, we've had this guest on before, and so this is his second time, so he's uh, no stranger to this. Daniel, Mr. Home Inspector, is here today. Hey, Michelle, how's it going? Hey, Daniel, good. Did you do the grouse grind this morning? Actually, yes, I did. Actually. Every Saturday morning, right? Like every morning. Every, every Saturday morning, Sundays, 6.30 a.m., Monday to Friday, 5 a.m. You inspire me and so Thanks. many more people. Like on your social media, I always see one day I'm going to get out there and do yes. it with you at what, 5 yes. a.m. or 6 a.m.? 5 a.m. got to get the selfie at the top. Oh, yes, a 5 okay. 5 in the a.m.? Yes. Too early. Who knew? Daniel knew. <laughs> Daniel, oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> they have their spelunking uh, headlamps. Headlamps, yeah. Lots of people come out. <laughs> well, you want to get that in nice and early, right? You got you before the before crowds the, before the real hustle starts. Yeah, and then you're energized for the rest of the day. You know it. So you've been doing a lot of inspections lately. Yeah, actually, we have um, the spring market is is here. We've gone up uh, quite a bit in inspections. And uh, we're keeping quite busy, about 15, 16, 17 inspections a week right now. Wow, yeah, the spring markets really hit us early. Um, w- you know, officially it's not really spring, but boy, has it been busy. It hasn't mm-hmm. stopped. So this year's really stable, the market, and really good, actually. Looking pretty good. So I wanted to ask you, with spring fastly approaching, and we're practically in it, uh, what are some things that people should look out for or prep their homes for for the spring market? And m- maybe we should step back and, and talk about some winterization tips as well. Yeah, no, that's a real good point. Right now, I mean, we're in the right in the middle of winter. We've got snow coming down, and, you know, I'm out there doing inspections every day, and one of the things I see every day, and I just saw it on today's inspection, is people have their hoses on, their hose bibs still. Oh, no. And, you know, those things got to be taken off because what happens in the um, the summertime when you start using all the big blow-up toys is, you know, you're you're running the, the tap and it takes a, some time and then you end up finding a, that you have a leak because the hoses weren't taken off and the pipe burst. Don't talk about leaks with me. Ugh. Yeah, that's a bit of a sore topic with Michelle. Three oh. stories of leak. Oh, okay. A little bit of a pipe break. Yeah. It was raining in my in my house, oh. my mission property. Oh, Three okay. stories of rain. Anyways, go oh. ahead. And it couldn't have happened is... on the bottom floor. No, <laughs> yeah. no, it had to happen on the top floor. Top floor. <laughs> so that's something we're seeing all the time is is hoses on hose bips and okay, so really important to uh, have that done. Uh, the other thing uh, this time of year is that you all the drains around the house. I mean, you know, the snow comes, but it also melts very quickly. And is is gone. So you got to make sure all your your uh, drains around your home are clear at the front of your driveway, uh, where it com- water comes towards your home, or at uh, your basement entries. Have the uh, drain clear of leaves and debris, so that the water can flow through the below grade drainage, and you don't get you know water coming into your uh, basement entranceway. Or into your garage and into into the house. You know that cleaning the drainage or the the you know that's so important because it rots your wood so quickly if the rain isn't able to come down the spouts as they're supposed to be. So yeah, that's a good reminder to get people yep. out there and yep. clean their really gutters. Important. Yeah. What are some problems um, I wanted to ask that uh, people should look out for that may arise uh, in inspections? Actually. Yeah, you know that's a good thing. Is I mean. You know, a couple of weeks ago, we had a lot of wind. It was really crazy out here. And one of the things that we find in inspections, I mean, whether it's an old home or a new house, is you get shingles get blown off the roof. 
right? So you might be buying a 10-year-old home and you think, oh, well, I don't need an inspection. Everything is good. The roof is good. Well, you've got to get up there. And, and we do find on a regular basis shingles that have been blown right off the home. And, of course, uh, that you're susceptible to water damage. So that's pretty common. Yeah, especially with the winds we have had. I mean, I mm-hmm. saw a few of my neighbor's shingles in my yard. Mm-hmm. Uh, he was aware that he knew he had to uh, replace his roof. But, yeah, he lost yeah. Uh, three or four shingles at least, mm-hmm. and I found them. <laughs> mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, exactly. Uh, are there risks that people should consider when buying a foreclosed home? We haven't talked about this before, and I and I wanted to bring it up because with foreclosures, it's as is, where is. So the, the bank, they're not going to... They're not going to support. They're not going to disclose. They're not. Gonna, they don't know the property. So it's really that much more important for buyers to understand the property that they're about to buy because once they're in that day of court and they win that property, it's theirs. Um, and sometimes sight unseen, and as is where is. So can you give uh, our listeners some tips? Yeah, exactly. I mean, you know, nobody likes spending any any money, and then you uh, you know you go to court and you don't get the property. But reality is, is you is you want to know exactly what you're getting. You know, you might be getting a good deal on the home, but if it needs uh, significant repairs and has a lot of uh, damage that you can't uh, that you haven't seen or you're not really accounting for, those are going to be a lot of extra costs that that are going to eat into your uh, savings in getting this for, foreclosed property. Yeah, you got to leave room for that. Mm-hmm. Because there's no property disclosure statement or anything. So it's really important to get your inspections done. Definitely. And about some older homes, are there more issues in older homes? Yeah, typically the older the home is, um, the more uh, items that we do find, Um, even if it's a small house. Sometimes people think, well, I'm buying a 1,200 square foot home, Daniel. It's 60 years old. Well, that's going to take us a lot longer and a lot harder of an inspection than a home that's five years old and 4,000 square feet because Mm -hmm. the older homes, they take a lot longer. There's a lot more problems. Maintenance things haven't been addressed. So uh, they do take the same, if not longer, than than a newer home. And how long is the typical inspection? Uh, Normally a house, um, you know, 4,000 and under roughly, usually takes about three hours to do a really good rigorous inspection uh, with our systems, technology and experience. And that includes the report done on site. Um, so, so three hours on a house. And then uh, a townhouse is about two and a half hours. And then a condo is about two hours. And do you, what time or do you suggest the buyers being there the whole time? Or when should the buyer be there during the inspection? Well, we always... Uh, like to let know the, the clients know that you're welcome to attend the whole inspection, okay? Um, not an issue whatsoever. You can answer questions as we go. Um, most clients I find usually come for the last half hour because usually what I find is the ones that do come, they follow us around for five minutes. They get bored because we're focusing on doing a good rigorous inspection and not missing anything. They get bored, they wander off, and they, and they don't even, they leave us alone. Also, you kind of don't want to be sidetracked because you want to stay concentrating on your yes. job at hand to make sure you yeah. cover everything for exactly. their benefit. That's the truth. We want to be able to focus, keep our attention on not missing anything and, you know, and doing a really good job. So what are some things sellers should keep an eye out for in preparation for the inspection? What should they do? Yeah, sellers, uh, one of the most, you know, common things is... Uh, uh, toilets that are leaking, okay? You're not making sure the toilets are tight, they leak, 
Uh, they're not maintaining their, their caulkings and, and their grout in the bathroom areas. One of the other most common things we find is, is moisture behind the tiles. And, of course, we always rate things on a scale of 1 to 10 and put things in perspective for people. But those are two big surprises that we find. The other one that we really find quite a bit is rodent infestation in attics and crawl spaces. These are all things that could be taken care of before the inspection. Yeah, they could be. With with a pre-listing inspection, we identify issues that can cause any hiccups in the transaction. Um, you know, when it comes, making it for a smoother uh, experience. And for preparing for you to come into the home, they should clear out uh, any obstacles that are in the way of attic spaces, the access to the attic or the crawl space and the uh, power box or the breaker yes. panel. Yeah, definitely make sure we have access to the attic, the crawl space, the furnace room, the electrical panel, because if we can't do these things, we can't do the inspection properly, which is, again, going to delay the process and, um, you know, people aren't going to be happy, especially if you're under timelines. Yeah. We move some things, but we can't move like a whole bookcase or shelf or take out a whole closet organizer because if we can't put it back properly, then guess who's paying for it? Mm, and Me. Yeah. Exactly. And make sure workshops are unlocked and things. Otherwise, you have yeah. to go back and it exactly. takes a lot more time for both yeah. the home seller and you. And Exactly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So kind of preparing and get ready for it. And the understanding that the buyer owns the inspection, uh, they're the ones paying for it. And so there's some privacy there too. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. So um, I wanted to ask about the pre-purchase inspections. Can you talk to us about that? Yeah, the The whole idea in, behind the, the pre-listing inspection is, number one, you as the homeowner knows exactly what you're selling. Okay, and it gives you an opportunity to fix up some of these items uh, that are going to come come up when uh, the buyers have their home inspection. Okay, so if you're able to fix some of these things, which um, you know could be smaller expenses or bigger expenses, it helps you to ideally sell the home for uh, you know top dollar and uh, quicker, and also. You're not going to have any surprises and last-minute negotiations when you get that the other the report coming back from the other realtor. They're talking to your realtor, dealing with it at 11 o'clock or midnight makes it more simpler. You can deal with it all beforehand. All right. Well, at this point, we need to take a little break here. So before we do that, uh, Daniel, let's get your uh, your website again. Sure. Uh, you can visit us at uh, Mr. Mr. Home Inspector Ltd. dot com. And there's lots of information on there. All right. And Michelle, let's give your web address again in case people can't remember it because it's nice and easy. Michelle with one L, CumminsNoG.ca. We'll have more right after this. All right. Here we are at segment number two of the Cummins Real Estate Group show with Michelle Cummins, myself, Curtis Pope, and our special guest, Mr. Home Inspector. Hey, Daniel. Hey, how's it going? <laughs> Good. Howdy ho. Good neighbor. Hey, anyways, I wanted to get right into our next question about the spring market, how to prepare your home for spring and what to do and what to look out for as a buyer as well. Yeah, totally. We definitely cover some of those things. Uh, one of the most common things that we're finding when we do inspections in the spring is, you know, we, we find a lot of clogged gutters that are dirty, right? So, uh, and then we find that they're full of water. And they're overflowing in areas, and that can cause extra damage to the home, which you don't want to have. So, you know, make sure your gutters are clean uh, before the inspection occurs. So that's pretty simple. 
And that can be farther reaching than you think sometimes because I had that on my deck, my overhang. Uh, in, in I'll get it because the weather was awful. And it really beat the heck out of the paint on my deck. Yeah. You know, you wouldn't yeah. even think about it, but just because it's all constantly dripping over. You betcha. And lo and behold, I had to repaint my deck. So yep. you got to think. The damage happens fast. It can happen very fast. And it was uh, less expensive to clean the gutter than to re- have to repaint, hey? Yeah, well, I would have just sent the kid up the ladder and made one of the kids do it. But, yeah. you know, still. <laughs> no, they would have said, no, I would have to put my phone down for five seconds to do that. Dad, you do it. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I was like, oh, I'll get to it at the end of winter. It's all gross and wet and, you know, leaves and stuff. I'll deal with it after. after Meanwhile. The, it cost me a couple cans of paint. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Drip, drip, drip. It's just it. Consistent <laughs> drips, right? Of them being over, you know, over and holding all that water in the leaves and stuff too. Plus when I did get to it, the leaves were starting to decompose. And it was even grosser to have to clean it. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. Yeah. Any other tips? Yeah. One of the other things that we find is, you know, moving into the spring, we're going to get into the spring rains, right? So... Number one, if you know if you've got uh, you know any cracks in your foundation, you can't guarantee that it's not going to leak. Even if that crack's been there for 30, 40 years, you just never know. Uh, we've seen it in the past in 50-year-old homes where all of a sudden something has changed with new construction around the house, water runoff, and now finally that crack leaks. So uh, we really recommend, you know, take a look at your foundation and any uh, cracks in the foundation. Have a professional company come over at a, at a reasonable cost and they can patch the uh, cracks externally so you're not going to have that flood in the spring if it happens to you. What are some things to look out for for the furnace and the AC that you have or heat pump? Yeah, uh, with the furnace, uh, especially, you know, make sure your uh, air filter has been cleaned and that way so you can get maximize your, your airflow. And when we had those fires uh, last fall, really bad fires. Oh my goodness, my filter was black. Yeah, because yeah. our air quality was so poor, right? There was so much particulate in the air. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So make sure those are changed. If you have a one that you can clean and reuse, make sure that's done. Uh, with your, uh, if your air conditioner has been winterized uh, with the proper cover put on it, so you know protect it from the elements. Uh, make sure you know you've you've get the system uh, serviced and ready for summer. Um, air source heat pumps. You're using those year round. Heating in the winter, uh, cooling in the summer. So you know just a regular maintenance on. You know, your furnace and uh, air source heat pump is fine that way. Excellent. Well, uh, I was wondering if you can let the listeners know about inspectors and what you can do, because some people don't understand uh, the gamut of what you're able to do and what you're not able to do when you do an inspection. Yeah, that's a really good point, Michelle. Thanks. Um, For a home inspector, we're doing a visual inspection. Now, everything that we can see... We touch with our, our feet going around. Our nose is really important. And, of course, some of the tools that we use, like a moisture meter, an infrared camera, we're always looking for signs and symptoms of issues, okay? But it is a limited inspection. For example, if we go into a bedroom and it's you know being used as a bedroom, there's a bed in there, maybe there's a couch up against the wall, okay? Those are limitations. We're not moving beds and dressers out of the home to see what's going on behind me because it's not practical. If I move something, scratch the floor, break a lamp or whatever, I have to pay for that, which is not realistic. For example, you move in after three months of the inspection and now the dresser's gone and all you see when you move in is organic growth on the wall. 
mildew, dirt, dust, debris, maybe mold. All you see is that. And how did the home inspector miss that? Well, we missed that because there was a dresser in the way and we're not going to be able to see that. Okay. So there are limitations. Fair enough. Yeah. Now, I know when we bought our house, uh, it was actually probably a bonus for the home inspector because the house was cleared out. There was nothing in it. So they could just see everything. And on top of that, I sent my dad around with the guy. So he had an old guy following him every step of the way. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and talking about uh, inspections in BC, so everyone knows, uh, for BC and Alberta, you actually have to be a certified. So you go through training and you have to have so many hours where everywhere else in Canada... Uh, watch out. You don't know who you're going to get or what they know or, or what you're actually paying for. But in BC and Alberta, you're, you're safe because y- mm-hmm. you guys are trained. Yeah, we have to be certified. We have to take all the proper courses and have the proper insurance in place uh, to be able to uh, practice as a uh, home inspector. So that makes sense why Mike Holmes is making it right show was always in Ontario. He was always, <laughs> he never seemed to come out here. Interesting. All the problems seem to be out in Ontario where they filmed the show. It's all starting to come together. Wonder why. Yeah. Uh, Daniel, on your website, I noticed there's uh, six ways that your company is different and you advertise that. Can you tell us about that? Yes. Yes, totally. Uh, one of the things about uh, us as, as home inspectors Really important what I found is you want to work with um, folks that have experience in the construction of homes, okay? Because we're not just book smart where we've taken all the courses. We've actually have a hands-on practical experience in the, in the construction and renovation of, of properties. So that's a really big one because you know how things are put together and how it's taken apart, Okay. Uh, so that's one thing. The other thing is that we use, um, you know, we use some of the latest technology, uh, infrared cameras. Number one insurance claim for folks is hidden water leaks, meaning that, you know, I can come look at a property today and ceilings all look good. Foundation looks good with the dr- drywall covering it. No signs of any uh, water leaks. Okay. And I always say, ask the inspector one of the questions, what tools of the trade do you have? Yeah. That's important. Not all inspectors have it. So, but sometimes water takes months before it actually pokes its head showing, uh, you know, water staining or, or mold. Okay. So, uh, we can catch it um, much sooner with the infrared camera as it's very easy to scan a home uh, checking for any hidden water leaks. So, uh, the infrared cameras are a great tool and, of course, a moisture meter. You know, um, when you go look at the tiles in the bathroom, around the shower and the toilet, uh, the moisture meter will tell us if there's any moisture behind there. The infrared camera doesn't tell you that. So you need that tool as well. So uh, modern home inspection technology. Uh, Some of the other things that we we include is uh, carbon monoxide testing, gas detection, a couple of basic items. The other thing that really sets us apart from other folks is that uh, life of ownership, I'm available free of charge for uh, troubleshooting, consulting, or questions where I'll come to your house, no charge. Where other companies, it's always going to be a cost involved. You've done that for my clients. You've come back and yep. re-inspected for them. Yep, no after charge. After something's been fixed or mm-hmm. whatnot. Yeah, mm-hmm. we'll come back, we'll check it out. So that's for life of ownership. Not just by phone, but I'll come by and visit and we can have coffee and tea or cookies. When I'm not on a diet. Yes. Well, we've got to get <laughs> you up on the Abbey Grind for that. <laughs> no, yeah, I do. <laughs> and videos. You do some videos too, don't you? Yeah, we do do um, some videos uh, showcasing uh, problems so it's a little clearer for folks. 
um, you know, if they're not able to come to the inspection or a video that we can give to the realtor to show how, how, how a problem is occurring in the home. Okay. The other thing that really sets us apart is that we're we're quite act- active in the community. Uh, we volunteer. We're we're a part of uh, 100 Men Who Care in Vancouver, which is working with local communities, uh, making a difference. Um, I'm always bringing men together. As part of that, I'm actually part of. I'm actually the social media uh, manager of that group. I am not surprised. That you're really good at that. <laughs> I have That's a lot so of fun. great that you do that. It's so important to be part of the community and yeah. share the love and it's support great. and help. Yeah, yeah, I love it. I'm looking out the window right now, and Daniel, maybe you can help me. As you can see, there's a, a panel at Blue Loose there on that deck, and that's been really bugging me there on the third floor. Uh, <laughs> I don't know if you can see it by that light there. Oh, yeah. yeah uh, and that's softening. been like that for a couple of weeks, and I'm just thinking, you know, what that, that looks like something simple. Well, you just got to put that panel back up, but... It's been like that for, for a couple of weeks since the last windstorm. What kind of problems can you yeah. get from something like that? Well, you know, that's a good good point. Um, you know, that should definitely be put up because what's going to happen is all the, the birds and maybe those roof rats that are, can climb up those walls and they love to climb up stucco. Oh, we have squirrels. <laughs> yeah. We watch them run across the, uh, the exactly. gutters over there all the time. Yeah. As They're long gonna, as there's no river rats. I, I like right, Curtis? Right. No, as long, I don't mind squirrels. Anything else like, you know, mouse, rat. And, uh. They're going to get up there and nest in that nice warm insulation and then poop everywhere. Yeah, which is exactly what you want over your house. Yeah, no, and your, no, no. no, exactly. All right, so we'll get people to fix that. I hope you're listening at the complex next to the radio station. Fix that panel, please. Um, well, we are getting a little low on time here, so Daniel, maybe one more time we should uh, give uh, your web uh, uh, imprint here so people can track you down. Sure, you can contact me at uh, Mr. Mr. Home Inspector Ltd.com. All right, and Michelle, once again, what's your address? People want to see what listings you have and what you have going on. Come visit me at michellecummins.ca.